Let's foray into Nevada's wild spaces. This is a half an hour adventure with the Nevada Department of Wildlife. This is Nevada Wild. Here on this Hello, welcome to the Nevada Wild Podcast, brought to you by the Nevada Department of Wildlife and 99.1 FM Talk Radio. I'm this week's host, Aaron Keller. Uh, Last week, we talked about all the river-related events happening this month, and this week, we're going to focus on the biggest event, and that's the Reno River Festival. Um, We have a full room today, and here to talk all about the event and Endow's involvement, our Angler Education Coordinator, lots of coordinators today, Uh, Angler Education Coordinator, Jan Nemec. Conservation Educator Administrator, Chris Vasey, Wildlife Education Coordinator, Trisha Dutcher, and Public Information Officer, Ashley Sanchez. Thanks for coming in, guys. It's an honor to be here. Yeah, thanks for having us. Absolutely. So um, let's start with kind of like a background and what is the River Fest or the River Festival? Um, well, it started and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm looking at the years now and it's probably been going almost 10 years now. Is that the... If you go back, um, when it originally started, it was just mainly um, a kayak competition. And they wanted to get the town kind of aware of this park that they put in, this this whitewater park. And what better way to bring a competition to the town and have um, people, you know, observing these highly uh, athletic competitors. And they come out and they did their competition. And I think they, at the time, they had a couple little things, events going on, some booths. It was very small. Um, And it was just a great start to get to the awareness of this new Whitewater Park that was in the downtown area. They invited, you know, different groups, um, you know, from people that were water-oriented or even just uh, service with food service that was in the town there. But um, we came into play uh, in it as a more of it on the education base and just uh, making an awareness for um, uh, boating education and life jackets. Right. And now thinking back, yeah, when we first kind of Wingfield Park kind of started coming together is when the and I think we even called it the kayak festival. So it was yeah. just the competition. We got in boating education and for us was, was aquatic education. So we wanted people to kind of start recognizing the river. Um, and now it's evolved into this giant event. I mean, you see the TV commercials or the, the stuff on their website and it's, it's huge. There's like rides and yeah. zip lines. Yeah. We were talking about, we remember we the first the time the zip line got put in, we were like, Holy cow, this thing's going to start getting bigger and bigger. And now it's even bigger. And now it's now it's giant. So, um how are we involved, Trisha? Like Well, we as the Department of Wildlife have so many ties to the river. There's lots of different things we're going to be there talking about. We'll be there talking about safety, so wear your life jacket. We'll talk about some aquatic invasives and your decals for your your boats, but we'll also be there talking about the wildlife along the river. So we'll be there with the table of aquatic mammals. We'll be there talking about the fish in the river. There's going to be the aquatic insects. So we'll talk about what they tell us about water quality. And then there's going to be opportunity on how you can have fun along the river. So more about that kayaking and, and the anglers. Right. So we're trying to get a little bit more of a hands-on approach now, trying to get people to kind of step step in and come talk to the biologists, talk to the educators. And we're even going to have a couple of game wardens there um, just to kind of talk about all things Endow, right? <laughs> all things river. And there's just right. so many. Yeah, there's going to be tons of things to see 
There's going to be tons of things to touch and do at our little corner of the festival. So it seems like it has grown. There's like all these festivals within the festival. Mm -hmm. There's like a wine fest and there's all the food. There's a music festival. So we're going to be the River Wildlife Festival. Yeah, it's a really cool, uh, just kind of how it's grown and and every little part of it is a cool atmosphere to kind of be down on the river wearing shorts and flip-flops. You're like just hanging out. You can go down, watch the competition. There's um, something for everyone. Right. And we it's are literally right. on the river. So we'll be on the bridge, which is a great spot to watch the kayaking competition. Right. And then, Jan, we were talking um, before we started recording about this, the insect tank. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's uh, definitely a new addition this year. Uh, and that'll be a lot of fun. Uh, we'll have uh, tank with, with some of the macroinvertebrae from the, uh, from the river and, uh, have a chance to do some fly tying demonstrations as well along with, uh, with that tank, uh, just really to kind of dive in and take a look at, uh, the fly tying side and, and specifically that angler side and how we, uh, match those insects. All right. I think Chris could probably attest that like where to go fish or how to fish the river is probably one of the biggest, one of the most common questions we get down there. Yeah, I think uh, everybody's this time of year is kind of getting the fishing bug, and so to speak. Absolutely, um, and oh, fishing yeah, is already that getting was good. Terrible. So. <laughs> <laughs> so I think when when most of the questions we do get uh, are people just um, interested in the river, interested in fishing the river, and other opportunities that Nevada has. It's it really is an, uh, an awareness of our river and what how you know special it is. I mean, we have a. This river comes right down in the middle of town, and we have all these different recreational opportunities, everything from fishing to the kayaking, and um, it's just very unique. Not too many towns have that, and I think it is, this this whole festival is just a celebration, really, of our river, and it's a great way, if anybody comes down and needs information, we have a lot of information to give, Um, everything from, you know, fishing clinics to seminars to where to fish, um, you know, how to fish, techniques, you know, Jan being down there, you got an expert right on hand. Um, so, yeah, I think that's our number one question when it comes down to it. And I think number two is um, why – and Trish will be down there. there. There's a lot of wildlife questions that come up, um, you know, things that they, people see on the river and, you know, they'll say, I think I saw, a, you know, an otter the other day. Is that – do they have otters in the river? And, you know, we'll have those people that, that can talk to, to the specifics of wildlife on the river. Right, and we'll have a bunch of our calendars down there, so our angler education, like clinic schedule and calendar, um, where people can sign up for our events, they can come get involved. And, and it, it is kind of, when you're down there and you're talking to people wearing the, the Endow t-shirt, you know, the Endow uniform, there is a lot of pride in the river, and it seems like more people get involved, and we do these cleanups, and we have all these cool events going on to take care of the river. And the more you talk to people, the more they kind of get hyped about the river as well, right? Well, and that's what's great about the event. You have all these kayakers that uh, are there, and they're celebrating this this great white water that's happening in the spring, and everybody's really hyped up, and you know it's just a great atmosphere. I think uh, for families and everybody, and the competition itself is awesome to watch. Yeah, the competition's kind of cool. It's got all the kids involved. It's got the slalom, the freestyle. Like you can go down there, and there's all the vendors. Like if you want to get into that kind of thing you could sign up for classes or anything oh yeah as well, so. i mean the competitors themselves these are guys are world-class competitors these are guys that go to the worlds um so you have you know 
potential kayakers that are actually going into the world competitions and they're they're here in our town so that's pretty cool yeah right and so it's all part of the one trek river month and so we did a whole podcast uh, a couple weeks ago on on Last the one trek yeah on the one trek river month and and how we're involved in that and trisha you just had your first the first event that kind of involved in that and how'd that go it went pretty good. We had uh, the the whole One Truckee River Month kicked off on the 1st at the Eddy. Um, we've got yesterday on the 2nd, we did a watershed program up at the Verdi Library. We've got a nature center up there. And we had a bunch of kids come over and we demonstrated what a watershed was, how our watershed is different being in a rain shadow and being a terminal watershed. And uh, we've got more events coming up. So this weekend, there's going to be a cleanup as part of KTMB's great community cleanup we're going to be cleaning up our section of the river down at oxbow nature study area and uh even just this friday there's a river tour going on they're stopping at oxbow so we can talk about cut banks and erosion issues and management of a river as it goes through the middle of town so what does that mean during these flood surges and things along those lines but uh lots of all kinds of fun for different fishing clinics there's going to be more wildlife stuff so anytime you have land a riparian area so that land along the river there's going to be more wildlife diversity even at the insect level so we'll be doing a butterfly walk on may 20th at oxbow as well because we find such a great diversity of butterflies just in that one pocket and be sure to check um nevada department of wildlife's facebook also oxbow's facebook because we are posting all of these events so you could get all of the information there yeah for sure and Anything that anybody wants to get involved in, they can they can give us a call or give Trisha a call and kind of see what's coming up if it's if they can't find it on the calendar or anything like that. Um, yeah, so it's not just the festival, but um, you know we're trying to bring an awareness to the river. We're trying to let people know that there's there's cleanups, there's all these cool um, events they can take part in, um, and then. The uh, I kind of want to double back to Jan. So, so the river right now it's fishing awesome. Absolutely. Excuse me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, sorry. Water. Uh, he got choked up over there. Yeah. <laughs> it's Very great emotional. to have some water. Great to have some water. <laughs> some water. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, you know the the river is a little high at this point, but it it, it uh, it's starting to fish already. So, um, we're we're headed for for a great couple of years. We have water plenty in storage at this point. So, um, there'll be tons of opportunities uh this summer between our reservoirs and lakes for sure for sure uh specifically on the the, the truckee uh, are you our insect life going back to that bug tank uh i know a lot of the samples that we've done so far this year have just been incredible so you know it all starts there it starts with the water and the insects and then right. to the trout so um yeah our our uh our, our programs this summer we definitely have a, a very full full summer with with a number of uh classes and seminars and and uh, presentation, presentation, excuse me, that we have going. Um, really, pretty much every weekend we have we have something going. And then whether it's uh, uh, specific to the river or it's one of our our uh, introduction classes or it's on one of our still waters, there's there's something going as long as we have water. <laughs> right. So anybody interested in getting involved in in those classes, you can um, check out our our events calendar. Um, also, if anybody's you know a diehard fisherman or fly fisherman, we definitely want to recruit you as a volunteer um same with anybody that kind of has an interest in wildlife or teaching kids or teaching the public about wildlife um definitely hit us up and uh we'll put you to work we're always looking for free labor right of course always (laughs) need volunteers yeah so um 
I think we'll we'll we're coming up on our first break. Um, we'll we'll cover a couple more topics after the break. More right after this. If you enjoy listening to our podcast, leave us a review on iTunes and SoundCloud. For more information on hunting, fishing, boating, and all things wildlife, go to endow.org. Now back to the show. Welcome back to the Nevada Wild Podcast. Before the break, we were discussing all things Reno River Festival, and um, you guys had some awesome events coming up. We're trying to highlight the river, and uh, we looked up the uh, the CFS for the river, which we actually had to teach Ashley what CFS meant, which was kind of funny. No, I'll take any <laughs> opportunity to learn. I mean, right, so CFS stands for cubic feet for per second, CFS. and we looked it up. The river's running at... You know, over 900, was it, what was the number? 923 CFS. Right, so it's going pretty quick for, for yeah. right now. I mean, it's not super high, but still want people to be aware. Especially at an event where people may be drinking, there's going to be a lot of people out there at the river. Yeah, I think anything, you know, with when you're regarding the river, when you're getting into 1,000 CFS on any anything that does uh, in that realm in the, in the truckee, is, it's moving. And you, you, if you're going to be planning on jumping into the river, I would be uh, all things life jacket. Um, so, you know, if you're thinking about just going for a swim, it is cold water, and um, you got to consider that. And I think that uh, if you're going out for a swim, you should have a life jacket on. And that kind of ties it all into why we're there. You know, with our, our trailer, we, we are going to have quite a bit of life jacket information for people. Uh, there is actually a loaner program that we have, and it's across all of our major used waters. And we do have one actually there at the Wingfield Park that's a loaner program for those folks that forgot their life jacket um, and they just want to borrow one for the day. We have them there. Really, really a cool program. I mean, a lot of people get out on the water, whether it's a river or a boat, and they forget those life jackets or they have those little kiddos with them. And they're like, oh, geez, we forgot to get a life jacket. And they're not near some place where they could pick one up. They have a loaner program for them. So that's available to anyone, not just the people who are out there kayaking, but also families or who all could. Yeah, it's a, for, for anybody and everybody. Um, we have youth to adult sizes um, for the loaner program. Um, they are available even at our, our major waterways with the lakes. So if you're going out on the boat too, that's, we have those life jackets available. Yeah. We looked, uh, last week and we have more than 20 stations right across the state, which is pretty cool. They're brand new life jackets that are, they're all hung up on these stations and you can also bring in an old life jacket and trade it in, um, leave it there and we'll take care of it. We'll dispose of it for you if it's unsafe. Yeah, and and we always ask people, you know, these are loaner programs, and we'd like them to bring them back after they're done using (laughs) them, and so just take off with them. But we we consider that if that is a loss for us, that we're saving a life, so by giving that life jacket up. So So is it just like a bunch of life jackets hanging on and some hooks, or do you have to tell somebody? No, no. life jacket on a hook. Yeah. (laughs) So we make it very easy for people to... Yeah. On. No excuses. Yeah, Wear exactly. Yeah, you know, and that's something you know. It's as a you know, I I I do a lot of white water, and I get in the boats um, and kayaks and rafts, and that's something you know. We just it's just a part of habit. It's like putting on clothing. You know, you it, before you get into the water, you're putting on a life jacket, and I think people need to approach it that way, especially with the river. 
Yeah, especially on, down there at that Wingfield area, there's some pretty swift rapids, some some swift water that, you know, it, you see a lot of kids down there, uh, maybe kids that can't swim. Yeah. Um, we still want them to enjoy the river, but we don't want anything to happen. And, and the river's very unpredictable. I mean, you may be there one day and it's running at 600 CFS, and then the next day we have snow melt because we've got 90-degree temperatures. You swam that same section before it didn't do anything, and then it hits 900 CFS, and you're swiftly down the the, the river, and now you're heading to Pyramid. So, I mean, it's <laughs> right. you really need to be aware of the conditions, and that's why we mentioned the, the flow conditions because the things really change on the river, and I think people are planning to go for a float go down the river um they need to look at those those uh those the way that you know the flows are going for that day when they launch because it gives them an awareness of what they have to be prepared for how much the river can change right and you brought up another good point is it's going to be warm it is going right? to be warm, it's be yeah. warm. outside the water <laughs> outside the water yeah. and what is the river going to be like yeah so it, right now we're 900 cfs i mean we're going to have snow melt right so right. we're probably going to be looking at perfect conditions for the whitewater boaters but not so much for the people that just want to go take a dip you know right. that's what so. i was curious about because i've never lived here during a river fest so people actually do get in the water then they do yeah you'll see people jumping in the water right now that's why i'm mentioning the life ja- jackets is because we should encourage people if they're going for a swim in the river they should be having a life jacket on and it's freezing cold and it is freezing <laughs> cold freezing yeah so, so you're gonna have some cold water shock when you jump in yeah it's you gonna feel great for you know if it's how warm out. it is yeah. yeah but you know and that's as the season goes on we see the you know we see the the, the tube hatch that's what we used to call right. it you know when you see everybody getting into their float tubes and floating down the river um, that's still a, you know, you need to be aware of what your, uh, conditions are and, uh, some of the hazards that are on the river and people should still have life jackets. I think it's a, it's key to having a good, jo- good time on the river cause nobody's going to get hurt. And how much the river has changed. We do see people floating the river a lot, which is great. We want them to enjoy it. It's a public resource, but we did have those really high flows last year. It's been flowing really good for over a year so the river has changed so you want to make sure that you scout where you're putting in and where you're getting out and um that you're familiar with the new river that it's become yeah for sure and then our our event or our station i guess or where we're going to be set up this weekend coming up for we're going to have a bunch of wildlife education stuff for people to learn about yeah, we're going to be out there. We're going to have um, we're going to work with the anglers. So when the insects come with the tank, we get excited because we like to see how the flies mimic the aquatic insects. But we also look at those aquatic insects to learn a lot about the river. So we're going to help walk people through how to interpret the insects and what that means. And then we'll have the aquatic mammals because we get asked that all the time. I saw a baby beaver swimming by itself. Tiny, adorable baby beavers do not swim by themselves. You would not let your baby swim by itself. And neither would beavers. They're very family-oriented. So uh, we'll have some hides down there. We'll talk about some adaptations of those aquatic mammals. And we'll talk about what you probably saw swimming along the river. And then we'll also have Cornelius with us. Who is Cornelius? I keep hearing about this Cornelius. Cornelius is becoming very famous. You've got to come down, get a selfie with Cornelius. He's uh he's a pretty he's a pretty nice guy. You got to come down and meet him. Stud. You're not going <laughs> to reveal anything else about him. You got to come, come meet him. him. You have to come can you give us a hint? Yeah. No. Yeah, no. this could be fun. Like we could guess. Who you can guess. What you want to play twenty well, questions? I mean, give us a hint. Some hints. He. I mean, he lives along the river. He's uh. He's, he's common. A devout. Yeah. He um. 
He's a good swimmer. Oh, so he's a fish? He's not a fish. Is no. he a beaver? He he maybe he does enjoy. He likes his uh, his bark. <laughs> he likes his, his mixed greens. Nice. It's I not think. narrowing this down much. <laughs> <laughs> right. I think, I think she did. <laughs> <laughs> so the insects. That's. I think this is going to be a pretty cool activity as well. We're going to pull insects out of the river. Absolutely. Right. We'll have some samples there. And creep it, some moms out that, definitely. you know, that didn't know that was in the water. Kids love this activity as well. It's, it's great for the kids being able to see those, those insects and, 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 and a lot of times handle them. We'll have, have the ability to kind of fish them out and, and, uh, more or less play with them a little bit. Um, but, but for the adults, we'll have the, uh, specifically again, talking about the, uh, the fly imitations and, and somebody, well, demonstrations kind of going on and off through, through both days uh, with some fly tying and tying some of those those specific patterns that that mimic those insects and it's it's kind of creepy how how real some of those look right. for sure yeah for and sure. then we'll also be talking how those are kind of indicators of how the river's doing absolutely right absolutely. and it changes throughout the year right you're gonna have when you do those samples there's certain insects that might be more prevalent and others than absolutely and even looking at different water from from uh, water that has a lot of oxygen in it uh, the white water sections going down to the slower river you know, just finding the different insects. And there'll, there'll be lots of fun information, that's for sure. That is for sure. So you want to know which fly to tie, depending on which reach of the river. and Definitely. What time of year it is. And Absolutely. Absolutely. And if we're lucky, we might even get some bugs hatching there. I know uh, once we warm them up a little bit in that tank, they, they have a tendency to kind of do their thing. So it's a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Nice. Um, and I know, speaking specifically to the, the, the angler program, uh, this next, uh, next weekend is a really big one for events. Um, we have a couple uh, kids fishing derbies going on, definitely worth uh, talking about. Not the river and river fest, but definitely worth pointing out, I believe. Um, we have uh, a Carson uh, Lions Club is putting on a kids fishing derby uh, at the Bailey Pond down in Carson City at 9 a.m. on Saturday. Um, we also, same day, we have uh, out at Mason Valley, the Urington Lions Club is putting together a kids fishing derby again. Um, that one's a lot of fun because... Uh, if I'm not mistaken, those ponds aren't normal access. So there's yep, some, there's so those ponds are just open for one day. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. So that's always a good event to watch kids get towed around a little bit. And that one starts at 8 a.m. So, mm. again, we want everyone to go to Riverfest, but if you do miss it, there's so many events all month long and opportunities to learn how to fish and whatever else you want to learn. Yeah, great kids events. Both those are um, Carson City. We have long history with that with that event and then mason valley obviously is right behind our hatchery some giant fish get those are the settling ponds that are right behind the hatchery and yeah absolutely some, some big so if you're not fish. in the reno area it's still a good time of year to go explore the waters near you across nevada even though we are the driest state we have there lots of water. opportunity for fishing and recreating in the water just wear your life jacket yeah, the um, another thing that that we kind of want to kind of want to talk about is you know there's people coming from all over the state. They're moving around. They're taking their boats here and there. And uh, our aquatic invasive species um, that we do that are known in some spot, spots of, around the nation, um, and how we're kind of combating that and making sure that our water stays clean and and pure, right? Yeah, I think it's uh, when we talk about the river. It's not, again another. Uh, time to talk about awareness and 
um, making people aware, uh, whether you're going into our waters in the lakes or going into our rivers, that um, that you're, you have the potential of transporting um, another species into a water that doesn't belong, and whether it's plant or animal, um, or you know, in some cases, snails and, and uh, uh, mussels. Right. And so we need to be aware of that, and we need to be um, making sure that people do not transport those things. So uh, we like to make sure that we get an information out to people that uh, they, when they're moving their boats or taking their boats, that they're clean, drain, and dry. And that is kind of the message with all these things that you're, when you're coming to waterways that we, we want to encourage that. Um, if you're coming onto our waterways for the first time, we, we require you to purchase an AIS sticker. Um, with that AIS, AIS sticker, that provides us um, abilities to get information out to the public to make sure that they don't transport any of these um, yeah, also, invasives. And also cleaning stations and yep. staffing those, making sure we can clean people's boats for them. Anything that basically holds water, right? Yep, anything that holds water. And that's, you know, that's with uh, with this event. You know, you got a lot of kayaks coming from all over the world and um, we want you, we want to just encourage them to make sure that they're they're aware of that, and they are. Most of these kayakers know that the of these things, and they want to make sure their rivers are clean too, and they're not bringing any foreign substance into our into our waterways. So um, you know that's that'll be encouraged at at the festival as well. And and I think anybody that's wants to go out boating, they need to be aware of that too, where they're going boating, where they brought their boat from. Um, they make sure that they're clean, drained, and dried. I think it's a good time to point out as well with uh, with anglers. Just just taking a second as well, just to to, to reiterate that with with wading boots and waders as well, because mm-hmm. that stuff lives on everything. Yeah. yeah, and that's a that's something that most people don't really consider, right? That uh, they come in from a place that may have an invasive onto their boots, really easily carried. I Absolutely. haven't thought about that at all, like getting on your equipment or your boots everywhere it lives you know in the laces anything that takes in water it, it unfortunately lives on so you know the dry dry and yeah. clean yep. dry and i clean. think we'll probably have to maybe ashley will do another podcast on just it's on another podcast. Species. i love being Sounds in like here a good because topic. we're constantly yeah. coming up with ideas for more podcasts so right. keep them coming yeah keep so we want to encourage uh, everybody to come out and, and visit with us and that's all the time we have for today uh, for more information or any events in your area, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, you can also find us, our podcast on SoundCloud and iTunes, and uh, listen to more of the Nevada Wild podcast. Thanks for listening. week for our next adventure, Nevada Wild. It's a production of the Nevada Department of Wildlife.